Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. We are diving into the production side of esports once again. Joining us is Mateo. He is one of the founders and owners of Bagel Productions um, that does a lot of work in the Brawlhalla space. So without further ado, Mateo, go ahead, introduce yourself, kind of give us the background. You know, what started the passion in esports? How did that take you all the way to being a founder and owner of an esports-based company? Yeah, sure. Hi. Thanks for having me, Kyle. I appreciate it a lot. It's very cool to be here uh, on SpainCast. Um, so, Brahala, Bagel Productions, Esports. Um, I go by ToastBH Online. That's how most people know me. Uh, I started streaming the game Brahala back in 2015, 2016. I was a college student. The game came out of uh, closed beta, and I was like, yo, this, is, this game is amazing. It's, it's free to play, and it just mm -hmm. feels really good. And I did that on and off uh, until I graduated from college and I moved back to Massachusetts where I am now. Um, I picked up a couple of jobs here and kind of in that post-college looking for work, kind of trying to fill the time, figuring out what you want to do life. Um, I streamed this game every day, just consistently. I'd come home from whatever part-time job I had and I would be like, all right, let's go. Get ranked, start playing the game. And from there, I was around for a while and I managed to be a part of the community and I reached out at one point to a community group called Brawl League. And I said, hey, look, I really like this game. I'd love to be involved in kind of the esports side of it, which is very grassroots at the time and growing with a lot of developer support. I said, hey, look, I know you guys are doing cool things. Can I be part of that? And they took a look at some of my, my streams and my videos and they're like, all right, come on, we can try it. And they brought me on as a community caster. And I was like, cool, I don't know enough about this game, but I will say words fast, confidently, and you know, we'll take it from there. Um, and at that point, you know, that's kind of where I lived. I was either doing uh, the production, I was being a streamer, which at the time was very much like, here's a scene with two people cut out into like camera inserts, and then mm -hmm. here's the game with an overlay, like very basic, mm -hmm. very simple. And it was very, honestly, kind of a boring job. You just sit there for four hours, five hours, being like, button press, button press. <laughs> Button press, not very much different for what I do now, <laughs> but maybe a little simpler. And so I kind of bounced back between, back and forth between doing casting and, and commentary and the production side of things. And I did that for a while um, with this group, Brawl League. And at one point in 2017, I want to say, uh, one of the developers of the game reached out to me and said, hey, look, we're doing our seasonal championship this weekend you think you can come down to Georgia and cast it for us? And I said, yeah, of course I can do that. And I mean, it's August. I'm like quasi employed. All right, why not? Yeah. Um, and I was like, so like, am I flying? What's the deal? I was like, oh, I was hoping you could drive. It's not that far, right? I live in Massachusetts. Um, I was green back then. And I was also really excited. And I was like, this is a great opportunity. So I said, absolutely, I can drive. Fortunate enough to have my own car. Jumped in my car. Thursday night, left, drove straight just by myself, 21 hours, got there Friday evening, um, prepped for the tournament Friday evening, woke up Saturday, you know, did my blocks all day Saturday, woke up Sunday, did my blocks all day Sunday, and then I left and drove straight back to Massachusetts another 21, 22 hours, um, only stopping for like bathroom breaks and gas. Yeah. I swore I would never do that drive again, but <laughs> the experience was worth it 100%. And I think not even just the experience of doing the commentary, but making those connections at the time was very helpful. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. Like, frankly, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And so from there, that was 2017. We roll into 2018. Uh, I kind of get absorbed into Brawl League as 
kind of a more uh, top level position as an admin. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to run a lot more of the, the esports streams that they're doing. Um, a big motivation for me at the time was I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and with the production side of things, I looked at what was being done in the game and I said to myself, I bet I can do more with less. Mm-hmm. And so I came in and I, I did my research and I said, Hey, look, let's try this and this and this. And, uh, and we came in and we brought in replays. We brought in some more dynamic images and we kind of just like spruced up the show a little bit. And so for 2018, we only did online tournaments. So including that was a month long tournament series, which uh, was a pretty cool success to see. And then pretty much like monthly majors. And the nice thing about this game, um, Brahala in general in the community, is that the developers support it. Um, and this is something that I, I can't ever understate. You know, it's, it's so, so important that the people who make the game are here for esports. Um, Foda in general, he's the director of esports. He's the man. Um, they, they put up money for community tournaments. It's just a hundred bucks. But if you're a community organizer and you have something well put together, you send them an email, there's your prize money. Just like that. You don't have to worry about getting sponsorships. You don't have to worry about anything like that. You have support. Um, and so as this larger yeah, community group at the time, we had that support. And so we were running these tournaments. I think we'd get a thousand dollars for the prize pool. Um, and then these tournaments would count in the circuit, uh, or whatever the, the point system was at the time it's yeah, changed sure. a few times. Um, and so that was, that was honestly a lot of fun. And we did that in 2018, um, kind of the core group of us who would eventually go on to become Bagel. Uh, so every year there's a world championship for Brahala. Mm-hmm. We call it BCX. Um, and every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so for 2018, we were asked to make the graphics package. So the overlay, the stinger, all of that other elements. And so we worked together really closely to kind of build this out um, for the people who were actually doing the production on site, which was (laughs) wild. It's wild. Um, 2018. Listen, yeah. So 2018, we drove down. I mean, to be honest, it's like, it's kind of blurred together. It's just, it's been so <laughs> much. Like that, that week was a wild week. <laughs> it is every year. So we make it. And I actually think that I'm, I'm not there for 2017, but I'm there for 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, you know, we drive down, we're in the office in Georgia and we're still working on graphics the day before, kind of like hustling through it and, and really trying to get this, adding in some like sparkles and some like mm-hmm. moving elements and, mm-hmm really trying to make things as pretty as we can and, and as elegant as we can. We get there and we implement it and it, it goes off and it works really well. The stuff looks good and, you know, we're not technically working the event, but uh, V who runs and owns Bagel with me, uh, he did photography for, photography for the event. And then um, I was doing some videography for the event uh, kind of unofficially as kind of just like a community person. Mm-hmm. And that went really well. And at that point, uh, you know, after one of those days, we were at the bar we went to Foda. We went to the you know head of esports and said, "Hey, look, we'd love to do this for you in person next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we know the game. We're from the game. We love the game. We know the players. Like, let us let us do more for you." And that kind of conversation went on for a little while, and eventually they said, "Yes, mm-hmm. we can do it." That's fantastic. So 
we took the three of us, myself, V, who is our art director, photography, he kind of owns that vertical, mm -hmm. and Lustick Down, uh, who kind of owns the business vertical a little bit, and he's kind of our, honestly, like our manager, he's, he herds the cats, like he herds yeah. the, the two of us and, and all of that, I couldn't do it without him, and we created Bagel, and you know, we had a little bit of leftover from Brawl League and some, some stuff from an old Patreon and some of our own money, and we just kind of threw it all together, and we bought equipment eBay, a lot of stuff off of eBay that like did or did not work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our first event was in February, uh, which was um, final round down in Georgia. Fun event. I think just about everything that could have gone wrong went wrong that event. Um, our capture card has eight inputs slash outputs. Four of them died on the second day. Oh. Couldn't never get oh. them back. Um, but you know what? It, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because we got it running. You know, we kept most of the jank behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, every single LAN after that was like, what can we do better? We added in headsets, uh, wireless headsets for communication. We added in B-roll of the city. Um, we added in statistics. We added in like animated stingers and all this other sort of stuff. And last year we did something like 57... 60, no, I think it was 63 tournaments in 52 weekends, 40, 49 weekends, something crazy like that. Where, yeah. um, like That's beyond crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of like, we just, we went hard and we said, yes, mm -hmm. uh, we just, just said yes to it. And this year we're in a much better position. We are hiring more staff. Mm -hmm. Our budget has increased. Um, we're, we have a really cool opportunity where we're starting to work with some other bigger companies at the same time, uh, production companies to make events for Brahala. And, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of like a pretty long story. Um, kind of like short, I dropped a lot of stuff in there. There's yeah. been a lot of people who have helped get us to this point. Yeah, for sure. Fun. Yeah. That's an incredible story. I, you know, I was talking about this before the recording started, but I love seeing those success stories within the esports sphere because so many people try, so many people don't find that long-term success, but I always love it. You know, you know, owner of your own company, successful production that you said, 60 some in 49 weekends, uh, 49 weekends last year. It's absolutely, I mean, business is booming at that point. Um, hopefully COVID doesn't affect you too much for the land side. Hopefully things can start to pick up, um, you know, safely, but hopefully that does come back because we all want land events. They're the best. Um, They're the best. So yeah. So yeah, first, so a lot of the audience out there, um, they kind of know what esports is. Um, they want to learn more though. It's like what goes behind the scenes. So talk us through like a typical run of show for production for what you do with Brahala specifically, right? Sure. So there's a lot of components and it changes if it's an online event uh, as opposed to an offline event. And I, I think I'll talk mostly about online events right now, just because that's the world that we live in with COVID-19. Um, sure. Up until now, all of our, our lands have been canceled. Unfortunately, we're kind of banking that uh, the world championship in November can still happen. Please, please. But the majority, majority of what we're doing right now is all online. Um, so leading up to it, I think, I think there's a couple of, of steps. So we have our dates for the year already. We know generally what it's going to be. And we know ahead of time if it's going to be a sponsored tournament, a seasonal championship. So we do, four we do a spring, summer, winter, and autumn championship tournament. Um, or we do kind of tournaments in between, which would be this year, there are land tournaments just moved to online. So Combo Breaker was one, we moved that online. Uh, Low Tier City is coming up, we moved that online, so on and so forth. So we know those dates ahead of time and generally know what it is. So V, who's our art director and, and owns that vertical, he comes up with 
the design for the tournament. Um, and he kind of liaisons with some community artists who come up with kind of a key graphic. Um, and I can actually, I'll send you some of these graphics um, yeah. so you can have those for the show if that's helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and everything centers around that key graphic. So it'll be an illustration of the characters in the game doing something that is thematically linked to the tournament. And from there, we derive a color scheme for the tournament. We derive a stinger for the tournament and, and the rest of the graphics package. Now, for a lot of the elements, we have kind of a, a style guide almost, and we adhere to that style guide depending on the tournament. So all the seasonals, they have the same shape. They're just essentially reskinned for that seasonal. So summer is a little RNG, winter is blue for yeah. snow and cold. You know, autumn mm -hmm. is also RNG, but like mm -hmm. a different shape. You get the point. Spring is Very green. Seasonal. Yep. Um, so that's where we start. And about two weeks out from the start of the tournament, uh, V will come to me and say, hey, look, all of the graphics you need are in our shared drive. We have a Google Drive where we kind of link everything together. I say, great. And I take that and I, uh, my program that I use is vMix. It's made by an Australian company. Uh, it's pricey if your budget is free. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, when you look at like broadcast hardware and broadcast solutions, it's a drop in the bucket. It's, it's real cheap. And what you get from it is honestly, I think incredible. Mm -hmm. And so I'll take that, uh, what V gives me and I'll go ahead and build that out in, in vMix. Um, and I'll make like a working prototype of the, of the show. Usually I base it off of the show before because a lot of these elements mm -hmm. um, repeat. They transfer very well. Yeah. Yes. Um, now at the same time, David uh, Lefstick Down is coordinating with our talent, making sure that they have a schedule that they know when to come on. Our blocks are typically between an hour and a half to two hours long. Um, and we try, you know, we have some points within a bracket that are natural stopping and swapping points. So we kind of have that, that flexibility there. That's it. We'll do a tech, tech run, just kind of the three of us occasionally, just to make sure everything is running. And if we're introducing anything new, we've got that going. Um, and then the weekend of the show, you know, Saturday uh, this year, tournaments start at 4 p.m. Well, the stream starts at 4 p.m. Uh, for North America. And we'll do North America, Australia, and Southeast Asia on Saturday, back to back. And then on, Saturday, or on Sunday, we'll do Europe and then South America, again, back to back. So it ends up being about a 20 to 30 hour work schedule over the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, we'll usually be working before four o'clock, of course, but we hit four o'clock. I have the talent in remotely. I'm bringing them in just through a native function within my program that lets mm -hmm. me kind of isolate their video and audio so that it does an automatic mix minus. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and they each have their own setup. They each have nice cameras, nice microphones, whatever, you know, the usual mm -hmm. that you have to have to, to be remote here. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, all of our talent has been doing this enough. We'll, we'll take them in, they'll introduce the show, they'll do a rundown of the bracket, and we'll hit gameplay and they'll, they'll talk about the gameplay. And uh, at that point, we do a very organic um, flow. So a lot of bigger productions, I think especially at LAN, will have a very specific run of show. Mm -hmm. You know, these things are happening at this time, X, Y, and Z, which I think is fabulous and, and definitely support. Mm -hmm. But for some of these online things, it just, we end up doing it organically. We, we have a very good relationship with our talent. So if they, they call for something or they want something, we usually have it ready, whether it's a bracket, whether it's a recap, a replay, whatever, slow motion, whatever. We have it. We mm -hmm. do it um, that way. And that's kind of how we go. That's, that's our, like, our, our run of show. And we'll just be back uh, backstage in a Discord channel with our moderators, with our ad, uh, bracket admins and that sort of thing. And we'll just be working together to make sure that everything is flowing smoothly mm -hmm. as much as you can.
Yeah, 100%. Love to see that, you know, like that snapshot overview of really all the complexity and the breadth and the depth of what goes into an event, right? So many people think, oh, you just hit the stream on button, you get in a Discord call with the casters, and then you just go. It's like, no, you do that, the show won't look that good for sure. Um, so yeah, love to see, you know, you really encapsulating that breadth and depth of your events. Um, unfortunately, we are kind of running out of time here. I think we have time for one or two more questions. Um, kind of like with all your experience, I love to hit on this point with people like yourself that have, you know, four or five, six years in the space. Um, where do you think, or what do you think is most needed in the esports in general, right? So, you know, obviously on the production for event side, what's that one thing that pops in your head? Like, wow, if we had this or esports grew to, you know, absorb or change or improvise this aspect for event production or just events in general, that would really spring ball it to become, you know, massive in its own right, but then also like mainstream and like widely accepted, watch, viewed, et cetera. So what is that one thing kind of looking towards the future that you hope comes to fruition that would just really just make everything go boom? It's a really good question. Um, I see viewership, I think, and the ways we access viewership as kind of a, a, a crucial component that I think things are still being figured out on. Twitch is great. YouTube is honestly like a pretty decent streaming platform. Most people don't use it, but like, it's, it's not bad. It's just mm -hmm. YouTube. Um, but I'd love to see esports make its way, and it's begun to, I think, but more into the avenues that we see traditional sports. So being on ESPN already is dope. Like, that's awesome. But, you know, I would love to be able to go to a bar, get a drink and watch a StarCraft tournament, you know, like I would love to go to a watch party and just hang out with people in a public space, right? Where like, that's just accepted and acknowledged and like, you know, it happening. And I think we see it happen, you know, it happened a little bit with Overwatch League, I think, especially towards the beginning. And like, it does happen with certain events, depending on where you are. But my experience has been finding that is more rare than not. And I just, I just like, how cool would it be to go into a bar and it's just like Starcraft or Brahalla or CSGO or whatever, you know, Melee on, on the TVs there and people are just chilling, you know, having a, having a drink and eating some food. That would be, oh, that would be so good. It would yeah. be so good. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's, that is honestly one of my visions or dreams. Um, you know, you see it in some kind of dedicated spaces that are esports, you know, very centric bars, but like, you know, it's widely spread that you go into a bar and there's all the sports on, right? Especially like, you know, we have a bar down here, Hickory Tavern, um, local to the Southeast kind of region, Charlotte, where, where we're based out of it's They have probably 40 TVs, right? And you, there is every single traditional sport you can think of, golf, football, volleyball, baseball, basketball, on, 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 right? Well, there's no esports, right? And esports, I think, is that same, it is the same level of competitiveness, and I can't wait to see that happen, because I, like you said, sitting down after a land tournament and then watching, you know, LCS or, you know, a pro league or a different game, it's just phenomenal. Absolutely Amazing. can't wait to see that. Uh, my last question for you before we do wrap up um, is a piece of advice for our viewers, right? A lot of this is really dedicated for high schoolers um, and then their parents to like learn more about what esports looks like from that holistic fashion, right? It's a lot more than just playing video games competitively, a whole bunch more, right? You've spoken to it this entire time. So what's that piece of advice to help them improve, whether that's their performance or play, or, you know, seeking a particular job in production or any kind of parallel industry that, you know, closely relates to esports? What advice would you give to them to help them, you know, have the same outcome as you did in that successful, uh, successful um, storyline and getting your own, you know, being a founder and owner of your own company? 
think I have two or three things for this one. Um, the first one is say yes. Um, you know, opportunities. This is a field where a lot of people want to be in it. And there's not a lot of opportunity, I think, in, in a lot of avenues. I think you said it earlier, right? Pro leagues are pretty small. Getting into them can be pretty tough. Um, when I'm looking at people to hire, uh, if I'm pulling you from a volunteer group, I'm going to hire you if you say yes to a lot of things and you do a good job. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of that that I think is so important and crucial is don't let yourself to be taken advantage of, right? So say yes, but protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't sign a contract without knowing what it means. Um, don't be afraid to push back politely, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to say, hey, look, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. It's taking me X amount of hours. Do you think I could be compensated for that? Or do you think that we can talk about compensation? Um, I think if you approach it professionally and politely, um, I, I think that's, that's going to help you out. No one's going to get anywhere. And this field won't go anywhere if people aren't getting paid mm-hmm. um, and if people are only being taken advantage of. And that's something that I worry about a lot, frankly, for people stepping into the field is, yes, say yes, get involved, show up when you say yes and mm-hmm. do a good job and like be there. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to push back and say, hey, look, my time is value. Right, my time is worth something. I am worth something. Mm-hmm. And just when you say that, frame it in a way that's that is objective. You know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. It's taking me this long. You know, I think I'm adding something to whatever it is I'm doing. You know, if, on the production side of things, whatever mm-hmm. that is. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. The other piece of that too is get involved with your locals, um, even if it's a game you don't love. Uh, Smash Brothers has locals in every city ever in this country. In the United States and like across the world, like get involved. It doesn't have to be in TO a tournament. Be someone who's just volunteering to help. That's going to help get your name out there and make those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final thing, uh, which isn't directly about esports, but there's an article uh, by Penny Arcade by Gabe from Penny Arcade from 2015. I read this back in 2015 and I was like, this is awesome. And it's about, you know, he went and spoke to the PTA about video games in general. Mm-hmm. And when an ex- you, if you read the article, it goes on to explain, like, I talked about video games have a rating and video games can be creative and video games can have stories and video games can be outlets for X, Y, and Z. And, you know, there's all of this value within a video game. And the article is a little old right now. It's five years old. And there's th- sure some things in there. If I went back and read it, I wouldn't agree with. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a phenomenal read just to say, like, and, and to, like, build awareness that there are so many facets, like you've said, mm-hmm. to esports. And if you expand that out to video games in general, and it, you know, it's easy to pigeonhole yourself to be like, this is one thing, but the field is so broad and there's so much opportunity if you know where to look and if you know how to approach it. And if you think about it, like you're saying holistically, I think there's just so much value there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can't wait until. It really does become mainstream where, you know, when, like, for example, for myself, when people ask me, what do you do? What do you, what field do you work in? And I say esports and they automatically respond with, oh, what game do you play? It's like, no, not so much, right? Esports is an entire industry. And once that, nope. you know, once that, you know, very quick response kind of starts to, you know, fade away, I think that's going to be a really great marker of success. So everyone like realizes, hey, you know, esports isn't just playing games, right? I don't want to make that sound bad. 
you know, without the game, we wouldn't be here in the right. esports fashion. Um, but at the same time, without people like in your company like you, those games wouldn't look near as good as they do from that event perspective. So it's like that really that holistic, everyone has to put in their share and then go from there. Absolutely great advice though. I really loved how you kind of hit on like never work for free. Um, always have something out of it, right? Whether that's money or whether that's like a direct path to a successful job, whether a job that does pay, that can pay the bills and so on and so forth. You know, a great inter internship with a great company that leads to opportunities with another company, so on and so forth. Um, absolutely hit it on the head there. So unfortunately we are out of time. Absolutely fantastic discussion. I wish we had more time, um, but we are running out. So real quick, Mateo, go ahead, plug yourself, plug your company. Tell us where we can find out more about you online, social medias, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me uh, on Twitter at ToastBH. Uh, you can find my company, Bagel Productions. If you go to bagelproductions.com, that's one place. Uh, I think our Twitter handle, it's not Bagel Productions. Or it's Bagel HQ. Is there a hyphen? Bagel HQ, no hyphen, no underscore is our Twitter. Uh, we do have an Instagram account. I haven't looked at it in honestly six months, but I'm sure there's cool stuff on there. Uh, mm -hmm. B usually handles that. It's probably at Bagel Productions on Instagram as well. Um, and if you haven't checked out Brawlhalla, it's free to play. It's on every platform, including your phone. Um, and I just got to give a shout out to that because it's nuts. And uh, esports happens basically every month, free entry. You don't got to be good at the game. You can just jump on in. I think it's a lot of fun. So check out Brahalla. Check us out at HQ on Twitter. I'm ToastBH. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been, it's been a really fun time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love these little, these little mini series episodes because we really get to expand, you know, different perspectives and approaches at esports, which at the end of the day grows the industry. And that makes me happy in the long run, for sure. I'm sure it makes everyone else happy as well to see the industry we love and are passionate about continuously grow to become the global phenomenon that it's destined to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, to all the listeners, thanks for staying the entire time. Um, stay healthy and stay happy right now with the current uh, health pandemic. Uh, make sure you take care of yourself and your loved ones. And ultimately, stay plugged in. Mm -hmm.